Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world to just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The human voice is the most beautiful instrument of all, but the most difficult to play. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, we're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and today the theme for our show is the gift of talk. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. We want to announce that Be The Star You Are will be participating in two great events coming up soon in September. Uh, we have one, a 10 out of 10 at Vineyard Vine on September 17th and the Moraga Pear Festival on the sep- uh, September 24th. Thank you to our sponsors. We have MB Jesse Painting at mbjesse.com, spelled M-B, capital, and then J-E-S-S-E-E dot com. And then we have Star Style Productions at starstyleproductions.com. La Marinda Weekly Newspaper at lamarindaweekly.com, that's spelled L-A-M-O-R-I-N-D-A. And Brooks Olbreeze at blueoceanbob.com. And to be a sponsor, volunteer, or get great information about our events, go to bethestarur.org and click on events. And joining us today for our first segment today is Alex Palakos, veteran reporter and author of this week's Health Wrap. Hello, Alex. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Alex Palakos, and here is the Health Wrap. So the topic of tonight's show is the gift of talking. Considering I have spent the past several Health Wraps talking about dealing with serious illness, it is really fitting that tonight's show should be the gift of talking. I say that because of all the advice I can possibly give you about health, No advice is more useful than this one. Talk to your doctor, and I do mean talk. Let me explain. A doctor is there to help you in many ways. He is there to correctly diagnose your symptoms and arrive at a conclusion and a course of treatment. He is also there to educate you over how to avoid diseases and how to adjust your lifestyle so you are practicing preventative health care. But none of that is possible if you can't communicate with your doctor. How can you expect a doctor to be able to help you if you are not talking about your symptoms and any other health matters that concern you? A lot of patients say they are uncomfortable talking about their symptoms, especially if there are some sensitive issues. Other patients say they are hesitant about going to the doctor because they aren't sure if their symptoms are really anything serious and they don't want to look foolish complaining about nothing. Some people from different cultures are even embarrassed and ashamed to discuss being sick. They don't want to talk to the doctor. Clearly, it is in the patient's best interest to talk openly to the doctor about all of their symptoms and concerns. 
Doctors must be good listeners, but you need to help them by giving them as much information as possible. The more they understand about your symptoms and concerns, the better they will be able to treat you. So the gift of talking is really the gift you are giving to yourself. Here are a few suggestions to help you talk effectively and efficiently with your doctor. 1. Bring a written list to your appointment. You know important things about your symptoms and your health history. Write down everything you feel the doctor needs to know, your problems, your symptoms, and concerns. Uh, 2. Write down all the questions you want your doctor to answer before you get to your treat before you get to your appointment. Many patients express frustration that once they get into the examination room, they tend to forget half the questions they meant to ask. Three, if you are really worried, bring a family member or friend with you to the appointment. Oftentimes, they are better at telling the doctor all the things they observe about your symptoms. Uh, Four, definitely bring a notepad and take good notes of all the things the doctor tells you. It is, de- it is just too hard to remember all the things that are said during an appointment. Five, learn how to access your medical records so that you can keep track of test results, diagnoses, treatments, plans, and medications and prepare for your next appointment. Six, ask for the doctor's contact information and their preferred method of communication. Seven, always bring any medicines you are taking or a list of those medicines and what strength. Talk about any allergies or reactions you've had to your medicines. 8. Tell your doctor about any herbal products you use or alternative medicines or treatments you receive. 9. Bring other medical information, such as x-ray films, test results, and medical records. If you do all these things, you will definitely get the most benefit from your doctor appointment. In conclusion, the gift of talking is the gift that will absolutely help your doctor give you the best possible medical care. I think that is a perfect segment for today because people do feel um, kind of hesitant of talking to their doctor about anything that's going on. You know, I've had those fair share of doctor visits where I really don't want to talk to them about the the personal stuff that's going on. And I'm pretty sure that goes for everybody too because that's a little bit difficult. And Alex, that sounds like really good advice. Everybody should talk to their doctor to get help, um, to get the best possible results. Do you have any advice for what a patient should do after he leaves the doctor's office? Oh, yeah, that's, that's certainly a great question. And I have a lot of advice for what you should do after the doctor's appointment. Uh, if you have any questions or are not clear about anything the doctor said, call his office and talk to the nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your symptoms get worse or if you have problems with your medicine, Call immediately. If your doctor said you need to have certain tests, make appointments at the lab or other offices to get them done. If you've had tests performed that your doctor had advised and do not hear from your doctor, call for your test results. You are entitled to a copy of your lab results and an explanation as to what they mean. And if your doctor said you should see a specialist for further diagnosis, be sure to make an appointment and follow through. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think that's brilliant advice. And I think at the end of the day, we all just have to remember that doctors are, you know, our, our friends and our confidants. And I think mm-hmm. we'll forget that, you know, in, in the hospital room, it's cold and it's scary and it's all blank. And we Not forget the that. Place yeah. To be. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, we forget that the doctor is there to help us. And so sometimes we put things off and it's, you know, 
it's the best for the doctor and for you to be able to get your treatment to go through with everything your doctor says as quickly as you can. And I just think that's brilliant advice. So Alex, if you had to summarize all of this information and tell someone what it takes to be a good patient, what would you tell them? That's, that's just another great question. Uh, so because what we are really saying tonight is that the gift of talking is important when we are considering our health. Mm-hmm. So to summarize what you need to do before you see a doctor, I would suggest the following. One, be organized. Make sure you know in advance exactly what you want the doctor to know and what you need him to answer. Mm-hmm. Make sure you write down all your symptoms and don't be timid in the doctor's office. Be clear and concise about your issues. Keep really accurate records of your medical history, especially prior illnesses and medications. And finally, stay focused. Doctors are busy with many patients. Don't waste their time or yours. Get down to business about why you are there. That's actually really good. You know, especially um, be clear and concise about your issues and to really keep an accurate record um, of everything that you have, you know, your medical history, your prior illnesses and medications, because that can really help them kind of, you know, understand what's going on right now because let's say you've had like a reaction to a medicine you never even knew it um that was with me i had a reaction to a medicine that i didn't know that and that's what was making me sick i was like oh my gosh you know what's going on with me but then when the doctor saw everything that i had kept record of and all of the medications that i've been taking they were like oh okay now we get it and it's actually really important to be able to do that and a lot of people would ask uh you know, how do I keep record of that? And, um, you know, I would say maybe apps. Do you know of any good apps that people can use um, in their phones or anything like that to keep record of all of their medical history and all that, all that stuff? Um, not off the top of my head, but I do know there are a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. I think, actually, on iPhones, I have an iPhone, uh, there is the health app that oh, they right. have. Oh, right. They come with like a built-in one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They fun. have these health apps directly installed into your phone and you can keep track of all of these different things. There's body measurements, there's fitness, uh, nutrition, reproductive health. Um, let's say you went to the doctors and you had to get a test just like you were talking about earlier. You can get um, your test results and put them into your phone, you know, blood alcohol content, blood glucose, Uh, electrodermal activity, uh, oxygen saturation. There's just so many different things that you can do and you can even keep track of your sleep analysis Mm -hmm. and um, vitals. So it's actually pretty interesting. And I'm pretty sure you can keep like specific notes in there. And if not, you can even just use your little notepad app that you have on your phone and just write some stuff down that you wanted to, you know, talk with your doctor. Mm -hmm. So actually I had another question for you, Alex. How can we get you know, how can one person get over their insecure insecurities that we might not be comfortable discussing with our doctor? Um, well, that's a really good question. I think uh, one way to really help that is if, you know, it, take one of the tips and write down what you want to say beforehand. So if you do mm-hmm. get nervous, you at least have something to fall back on. So it's yeah. not, uh, you know, you don't have to think on your toes of what you want to say. You have it written down. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you just want to have kind of like it's scripted. So then I guess you have more confidence in what you're going to say, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, even at that point, if you de- if you couldn't talk to him, you could just hand him the, the list like of a, symptoms. Oh, yeah. yeah. A letter. It's like, 
don't want to say anything, but here you go. Like, help me out. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's actually a really good tip. You know, write a letter instead of having to physically say something. Especially yeah. if you have, like, a sore throat or something. <laughs> it's like, I can't do it. Can't no speak, but here you go. <laughs> that's actually really good, really good advice, Alex. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And I also, All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, and definitely about the internet. I think that's, it's like a great resource, your phone, and you can use your health app. And I thought that was yeah. an awesome tip that you gave as well. Yeah, the health app will definitely help you out with that. But thank you so much, Alex. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment. But of course, it was an absolute pleasure with you. During the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy, and Positive Media Charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Ruji Gia. Support our show in these amazing segments by donating to Be The Star You Are, charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere, and we'll be continuing our talk about the gift of talk. (laughs) (laughs) The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm your host, Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Joining us today on our show is Jenna Rose Simon. In a world where actions speak louder than words, artist Jenna Rose Simon proves that the art healing art act of art and the written word can speak volumes when seen through the eyes of those in need of healing. The talented artist behind the graphite pencil sketches that have gone viral has launched the hashtag I am empowered because campaign across social media. Inspired by her own struggles, Jenna took to social media to expose her own self-portrait and message. Hashtag I am empowered because I've started to put down weapons of destruction and realize I am worth more. I'm worth more than anything that has happened to me and I'm definitely worth more than a number on a scale. Jenna is no stranger to making an impact with her art as her drawing depicting verbal abuse went viral in April, opening up powerful emotions in all. More of Jenna's work can be found on Instagram at a gentle touch of art. And with that, let's get started. Hello, Jenna. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. 
Of course. So what got you started in art and particularly the concept art that you create? Um, I've definitely been drawing my entire life. I used to draw on napkins when I was in restaurants and my dad would draw things for me to color. So it's always been something that I've, I've liked to do. Um, but I used to just draw, as I got better at it, I used to just draw like landscapes or celebrity portraits and nothing that was anything too exciting. And over the last year, I've started drawing concepts based on things that have happened in my life and just, you know, trying to draw something that would matter or something that would be something that someone else could relate to and not just look at a portrait and say, wow, that's a great portrait, you know, because a lot of people yeah. can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started doing it mostly as a therapeutic way to just release a lot of emotion. And mm-hmm. the first drawing that I did kind of like did really well and people were receptive to it on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook. So I just kept drawing and kept coming up with different concepts. And then I had that, that one drawing go viral on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. awesome. And it's it's great that like your work is able to attract so many people because of like not only the greatness of the art, of course, but also like the message behind it. So how can art get people talking about important issues? I think to be honest, I think for me it's just been an easier way to talk about issues. So I found I mean, originally I was gonna try to put my work in a gallery, but I knew I'd have to stand up in front of people and talk about, you know, the meaning behind it. And I wasn't ready to do that. So I created an art Instagram and I started putting it there because that way I could caption, say whatever I wanted to say about it, but I wasn't required to answer things. Mm -hmm. And so for me, a lot of people do ask me questions like, did this ever happen to you or did that ever happen to you? But so it's obvious what it's about, but it's a way for me to release things without feeling so much like I have to put it into words because I feel like sometimes it's so hard to put things into words, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And you know, I think that's what's perfect about art is that we can express what we're feeling through whatever sort of medium that we want to use, you know, whether that be through singing or dancing or writing or or drawing and painting, which I think is amazing. So what do you hope people will take away from your art? I hope, usually I hope that people just either find a message that resonates with them or Mm -hmm. they're able to say, a lot of them can figure out what's going on with me or in my life. And they get some sense of hope in the sense that someone else went through that. Even if I don't actively put that in the caption or say that I went through this and this is why I drew this, people can feel it and they feel like they're not alone. Yeah. And I, I get messages like that all the time and it, it makes, it makes putting it out there less scary and it makes putting it out there feel like there's a purpose to that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that definitely, um, that, you know, just getting the message out there and, I mean, I feel like, for me personally, I feel like that's, like, the whole, like, not to say the whole point of art, but definitely, like, a major reason why people do art. You know, you bring you bring your message out to the world. So, what has been the most rewarding part of sharing your art on the platforms you've created? Um, there's just been so many things. I guess I feel like the stories that I've been told and the people that, I've had an effect on people in ways that, I honestly a year ago would have never thought I could have done. And it mm-hmm. it gives me kind of, it, it makes me feel like the things that I've been through and the things that I draw about, everything that I went through did have a purpose. And that sounds so cliche. And everyone always says everything happens for a reason. And you never really realize it when it's, you know, when people are saying that. You only realize yeah. it after you find that reason. And I yeah. feel like, I feel like this was that reason for me. Oh, that's, that's awesome. 
the cliche yeah. saying makes sense. Like, oh, it does <laughs> eventually. Brilliant. I'm telling you, a yeah. lot of them do eventually. Once you go through it, you're like, oh, that's why someone said that to me. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> it didn't make sense before, but it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I also saw that you did some acting, you've done some voiceovers and commercials, and you also have your own videos that you direct and act in. Um, what what made you want to start that? Um, I was cast as a 16-year-old in a professional ballet production of The Nutcracker as Clara. Oh, and I wow. Danced, yeah, I danced my whole life, and I, but I never really had any acting roles, and when I got that one, I really loved it. And... I ended up having hip surgery very young because I was dancing 50 hours a week. And, oh, you know, wow. your teen body's not really equipped to do that. It's not supposed to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had a pretty invasive labral tear that resulted in me not rehabbing it properly because I was stubborn and I was a teen and I wanted to dance and do what I wanted to do. And it, it didn't heal. And so I ended up having to quit ballet and not go into that type of career. But I had loved that one role acting and I wanted to stay, you know, on the stage or in front of the camera. So I tried that instead and I got kind of lucky in that I was able to do things with it. Because a lot of times when you're older, it's very hard to start. Yeah, definitely. And like, and, you know, you were able to create like a huge platform and go viral. And that's amazing. And, you. you know, yeah, it's just I find it brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, I appreciate like, that. Thank you. And like you mentioned earlier that you have, you know, you've gotten stories from people who, you know, were inspired by your work or affected by your work. So do you have any inspiring stories people have shared with you related to your artwork or acting? Um, I have the, the best one I ever got was actually with the viral drawing. And it's, it's so crazy. Um, this girl sent me a really long direct message on Instagram, and I get over 100 a day, but I, I really try to open the ones that don't say, like, hey, will you draw me with a, you know, like, a <laughs> yeah. I mean, I answer those, too, and I do contests, but, like, I try to, anyone that looks like it's, like, somebody's trying to tell me a story about themselves, I really try to open as many as I can, and I was so glad I did open this. She wrote multiple messages, because she couldn't fit it in one, about how she had had a brain tumor, and she had surgery, and it had been like four weeks since her surgery, and she had almost no memories of much of anything that was long-term. She could remember things like what she ate for breakfast that day, but nothing long-term, and she was an artist. And her mom was showing her her sketchbook. She didn't know who her parents were. She didn't know why they were showing her sketchbook. She didn't know she even drew. She like had lost most of her identity from having this surgery. And so a neurologist, she said, came in and showed her a series of images from the internet and said, you know, each image they would show and they would say, you know, what, what does this make you think of? And they were trying to jog memories about experiences. They showed her, I believe the first one she said was like a picture of a kid on a swing. And they were looking for like childhood or happiness, like just yeah. easy things. And my viral image of the mother, you know, verbally shouting at the child came up. And she said that her parents told her she stood up from her hospital bed and just yelled my name. And they all looked at her and they were like, what is she talking about right now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's Jenna Simon? And then it slowly, just slowly things came back to her. And now she doesn't have all of her memories, but she knows that she was an artist. She remembers her parents. You know what I mean? She remembers all kinds of just normal things that we take so for granted. Yeah. That is truly inspiring. That's amazing. Yeah. It was, I couldn't even believe I was reading it. When it happened, I was like, who would have ever thought that something like that would pop up in a neurology screening and that would jog memory? Yeah, that is crazy. That is so cool. 
And I mean, so, her being an artist, that was so sad to me. Like, not remembering. Yeah, losing oh, that she kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must have been heartbreaking. So what is your definition of making a difference? Because clearly that made a difference in that, in that girl's life. I mean, for me, my definition of making a difference as far as what I would like to do is if I can make a difference just like that, like I consider the fact that that happened for that girl, I say that I've made a difference doing that because you don't have to make a difference on a huge, large scale level. Like you can take things that you can do and if they touch even one or two or 10 people in a slight way or a different way, then you've made a difference even if it's just in those 10 people's lives. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And oh man, this, cause I, I do debate and <laughs> this is kind of like a out of the blue thing, but, um, we have this one postmodern, like Nietzsche, you know, Frederick Nietzsche and everybody's like, whoa, he's a great philosopher. But he has this one theory that's commonly used in debate where he says, <laughs> if you, if you reach out and you try to help people and you, you know, you do some help, but you don't, you fail to do your entire, you fail to help everybody, then you're just going to be depressed. So you might as well not help anyone. And I think that's just the most ridiculous statement because yeah. people are like, oh, you know, no. like going out there and like helping just even one person and it makes a difference and it makes, you know, you the perpetrator of the help, like really yeah. happy. And then it makes, it makes a difference in the other person's life. And so I don't know. Nietzsche, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the simplest things have made a difference in even my life. Like, there was a time not that long ago I was going through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru and I got there and the person in front of me had just randomly paid for my order. And you're like, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, that was so nice and completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And did they make a difference in 7 billion people on the planet's life? No, but they made my day better. Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's just, it's just... Nietzsche. <laughs> Every time somebody tries to write and like run that argument, like, no, what are you doing? It's not true. Like, you know, there's charities. People help other people all the time. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's how humanity works. That's why we're still in existence yeah. because people right. help each and other. If you, if you think about it, the majority of humanity is not a big, rich and famous person who can make no. a big difference by themselves. So it requires the rest of humanity to make a difference in just one person's life. That's the, that's the majority of humanity is all of the yeah. rest of us that aren't yeah. a big Helping each other out, you know, each person at a time, you know, especially with our gift of talk today. Talking to someone that looks like they're having a bad day or talking to somebody, giving them a compliment, you know, anything small that can make somebody else feel better about themselves during that day is absolutely wonderful. It doesn't have to be anything major. It can be something small. Yeah, and you don't even have to know you did it. So many people don't. I mean, so many people don't express that something helped them. But, like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it didn't help. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, it's, I'm also, I'm also reading The Grapes of Wrath right now, and there's just, like, so many, yeah, there's, like, little, little idiot, like, bits of just scenario where people, people are helping other people, and then it's, like, they talk about being a we and not an I, and it's just, (laughs) a lot of feelings, just emotionally. You know, especially with books, that's the most wonderful part to learn about something like that. But thank you so much, Jenna, for this awesome discussion. And check out her website at JennaRoseSimon.com. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand new radio site at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. Um, also, please visit our charity site at BTSYA.org and watch our fun and informative videos at YouTube.com slash BeTheStarYouAre. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of talk with our star guest, Jenna Rose Simon.
sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of talk. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Back with us today is our star guest, Jenna Rose Simon. After struggling with an eating disorder for 10 years, Jenna Rose Simon began treatment in 2014. Last year, Jenna began to draw concepts that she felt people weren't understanding in her therapy, starting with her first self-portrait. It was then that Jenna discovered, with the help of her therapist, that drawing would help her and potentially others. Jenna's sketch depicting verbal abuse went viral and was shared more than 300,000 times on Facebook. Simon continues to impact others through her Instagram account at Gentle Touch of Art, where she shares many of her sketches, including concept art and celebrity pieces. Born in New Jersey, Jenna Rose Simon grew up as an avid dancer with dreams of going professional. And when an injury took her dream away, the self-taught artist Jenna decided to put a portfolio together for submission into a fine arts program. Jenna was quickly accepted at Parsons and Arcadia University, and she, she attended the latter as a fine arts slash art therapy major before graduating with a bachelor's degree in psychology. So with that, let's welcome her back. Hello again, Jenna. Hi. So we were talking earlier about how your art made a difference in someone's life and how really it doesn't have to be something major to make a difference in the world. Yes, it doesn't. Yeah. As long as you just touch one person, that makes a difference in their life, and then maybe they pay it forward. Exactly. exactly. It's a hand-in-hand, two-way street kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you have, yeah, then you have the people who don't really um, respond to it quite as well as you wanted it, as you wanted them to. So do you ever worry about negative feedback on your art, and how do you handle that kind of thing? Um, I did used to worry about it. I worry about it less now, I think, just based on exposure to it. You kind of... Mm-hmm. You, you know, you eventually just get More a little experience. bit numb to it. And yes, yeah. you, you learn that it's not about you. Um, you know, people, that drawing that I did that went viral was not really meant for other people to see. I didn't even have an art Instagram or an art Facebook at that time. I just posted it on my own personal Facebook. And somehow someone like shared it. And then that person had a celebrity friend who shared it. And then that was it. It was just everywhere. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And I took the idea from a non you know, like a nonprofit campaign that was over eight years old that had a digital image of a child with a hand with words. And I just changed the words 
to fit things that I had heard. And I added the mother in for like my own personal effect. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, it, it got like a lot of positive feedback and it got a lot of negative feedback. So mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of issues with the fact that it was an idea that was previously done because of course, like I didn't walk in and claim, Hey, I had this brilliant idea. I just drew it for myself and someone kind of took it and then it was everywhere. So there was that. And then there was also a lot of parents who would, you know, comment things like when I had the ABC news article, I had to stop reading the comments on good morning America's website because it was bad. People commented and a lot of them said things like, you know, parents were like, well, she clearly doesn't have kids. Well, no, but I mean, you don't have to. No, you don't have to be. (laughs) And you don't have to be a parent to know what it feels like to be that child. Like, it's an irrelevant argument. You know what I mean? And there were people also who read like the bio on the Good Morning America thing. And they were like, oh, like a girl who can't even figure out how to do the, you know, basic necessity of eating. Like, we shouldn't listen to her. And it's just like, you kind of have to like. Well, yeah, people have their own problems. You know, right. issues that people have. And people just, in this day and age, people tend to lash out about things that kind of strike them the wrong way, like things that they feel. And I think a lot of parents had issues with looking at it because they may have seen things they said to their kids in it. And they're like, they don't want to admit that anything they did might be wrong. So yeah. they lash out at me. Mm-hmm. Lots and of, guess, uh, it's like, it's you know, struck nerve. Inter- yeah, and like the internet, I guess, the, you know, a lot of positive messages go out there for sure but like mm-hmm. it's also easier I guess to transfer negative stuff and it's easier to say those negative things because you have the anonymity of the internet which is you know kind of harsh to people and I'm sorry that you had to right. go through all of that yeah. yeah and I mean even on pictures that I post now there will be people that are like oh my god I love you draw me and I'm like I would love if you would see the message of this but okay that's flattering oh and, then, <laughs> and then there are other people that'll be like I hate this. It has no structure or it has no this, no that. And like you go to their page and you see like that they don't even draw. And you're like, why do you have to make comments like that? So I just I've adopted the policy of like delete as many comments as I can and then just block the person because I don't feel that answering people like that. Some of them, I think, say those things because they're hoping you're going to answer them and fight them. And I'm not about that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I guess that happens a lot on the internet, but you know, especially with that person who's, who made you feel, you know, as though their opinion would affect your artwork, you know, people depict art differently and people will, um, interpret it differently. So the way your art, um, is drawn someone and I'm sure most people respond to it in a positive way because they interpret it as something inspiring. Yeah, and like I said, a lot of people, I think, see it and they see themselves or they see things that they wish that they could say. And even a couple people have said, you know, like, you inspired me to draw. Like, And they're like, I can't draw at all, but I'm drawing what I feel. And I'm like, that's fine. That's great. Yeah, like, that's, it's completely that's got nothing to do with skill level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I have I have this book on my bookshelf where it's like, you know, anyone can draw once they put their mind to it. It's, I feel, yeah, it's definitely about, like, as you said, the message behind everything, you know, you could draw a stick figure, but if that stick figure, if there's like, you know, energy field behind it, there's nothing wrong with your, you know, like your level of skill. And so, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of aspiring artists definitely start out with just, you know, I have to get everything right. I have to have the proportions right. And, you know, I was once, uh, when I was maybe like 10, 11, it was like, I need to get this down, you know, just go to classes, learn all like, 
the, you know, draw a lot of boxes, draw a lot of eggs. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have the skill before you have the message. But like, Shape I guess eggs. that's, yeah. <laughs> like my dad told me, oh, Da Vinci drew a bunch of eggs until he got it perfect. So you should do it too. But you know, that's, that's not always what you want to get out there. You want to just get your message out there and maybe skill doesn't necessarily matter. So like, what is your advice to aspiring artists? Like how can they get inspiration or like work on their craft or what should they focus on? Well, for one thing, I follow like a billion art accounts on Instagram because there are so many people that get like even small ones. Like I follow big ones, but I follow people with 200 followers too. Like one girl that I follow, hopefully I can mention her. She draws um, only, I won't give her name, but she draws only in red, black, and white. Like those are the only colors she uses. And she uses watercolors and she draws similar kinds of messages to me. And like, her her style is completely different than mine. Mine's more photorealistic and hers is more like pop art. And I love it. Like she has yeah. messages. She does a totally different style. And I love that in every picture, there's just one accentuated thing that's red. And that's how you know what's important in the picture. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah. Like whatever she draws attention to is red. Mm-hmm. Um, so I follow a lot of art accounts. So I would do that because you get so much inspiration. And a lot mm-hmm. of people will do a drawing that's like similar to something they saw, but they can personalize it. And it's a great therapeutic thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I do? I follow art sharing accounts because they share art. That's all they do all day long is share art. So that gives me inspiration. That's and cool. you just keep doing it. It's like anything else. I can't tell you how many accounts have posted like comparison pictures where they drew the, they drew a picture like three years ago and then mm-hmm. they drew the picture again a year ago and then they drew the picture again this week and you see the progression of the same exact eye and how much oh, yeah. they got just by practicing. And it shows that really, with practice, you can really do anything. Like, anything you want to do, if you do it enough, you will get good at it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So has anyone um, messaged you about some sort of collaboration, you know, between artists or something that they wanted your collaboration with on a piece of artwork? So far, the biggest thing that happened was a YouTube Red series wanted to have me draw the cover art. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, it didn't end up working out, but it was a great opportunity. Yeah, that's how, yeah, that sounds like an awesome opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a horror show that they were trying to put to YouTube Red, and it was a cool. Oh. they wanted me to kind of take an idea that I'd already done with myself in a self-portrait and do it for the the show, and I just wasn't kind of willing up to give up the mm-hmm. idea, you know, yeah. and sign it over. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, that's completely understandable. Yeah, yeah, you know, you want to... Because YouTube Red, I feel like, you know, it's it's great that they have this new platform and there's, you know, all these new opportunities. I feel like it's a little bit, you know, they have YouTubers kind of redo old things. I'm a little iffy about it, but, you know, yeah, it's, I don't it's really a great platform. Under- <laughs> I don't understand how that's going to work. Like, are they going to have, like, those big YouTubers like Jenna Marbles doing content for YouTube Red, too? Or is it just, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Because Jenna Marbles has a lot of content, but, you know, for her Mm. to create entirely new stuff, you know, that's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of crazy. That, and there's a whole market for, like, ads now. Like, major... Yeah, yeah. They're getting paid so much with ads, and so, like, that whole thing's going to go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's where they make their career from. Right. You know, people, like... PewDiePie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Isn't he the most followed person on YouTube? Mm-hmm. He has, like, the most user sub- subscribers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Especially to take something like that away. 
yeah, it's kind of intense. And people and people watch it. So like, I don't know if they would just be required to like produce new content every week, and it would be like included in the pres- in the not prescription, the subscription, mm-hmm. or what they're gonna do with that. But yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Like, oh, I think also speaking of YouTube, though, I think um, there's definitely like artists and stuff on YouTube who do a lot of speeding, like speed. Yeah, art. It's yeah, a kind of thing. Oh yeah, those so are so hard awesome to watch. Yeah, I know it's hard like, to find a device to do it because you have to like position your phone a certain way above you mm-hmm. with like, good lighting in a way that it won't like collapse on top of you. Mm-hmm. I think they have um, certain tripods that will hold your phone, and I know yeah. that the iPhone 5s's are the the first generation of iPhones to do um, speed up and um, slow motion videos. And Ooh, I yeah. think they have certain tripods for you to be able to position your phone over your drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the iPhone, the iPhone six literally just lets you like hit time lapse, and then it will. Yeah, do it yeah, itself. I have that on my phone, and it's so fun to use. Like, the only yeah. problem is you really have to like do the whole drawing start to finish, which I never do. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> neither do I. I always take a break on mine because. Yeah, I just stop and shake your hand out. <laughs> yeah, well, when I think that I messed up on something, I if. I am a very like uh, OCD kind of person when it comes to my drawings because I'm a perfectionist. And oh, when yeah. I see something going wrong, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I've got to fix that. Now I've got to fix yeah. this. Now I've got to fix that. Like my erasers are just... <laughs> like you never see those people in time-lapse videos erase. Like I don't know how oh, they like... Oh, no, yeah. I don't want to go that. Oh, now that you so mentioned it, that is pretty true. You know, I've never seen them erase something. Yeah, or I see like... Or use a blending tool. I know, yeah. right? Or like, I see, I see people like doing acrylics, and then they're just like, and then it's yeah. there. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> what yeah, do you mean? That's so it's true. It's they just must there. be doing it, and you just can't. We just can't see it because it's so sped up that like when they switch over to a blending tool or switch their paintbrush to like oh. change the color, we just don't see it because I can't. Oh imagine. yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe they caught that. No, it's like start to finish, so they can't. Oh man, I don't know. They're just mind blown. Crazy. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's something I've looked into trying to do. Yeah, yeah I'd love to see that. For me, honestly, like I'd be sitting there and like, <laughs> like oh. over the picture, like whoa. And now, now with Instagram's little <laughs> snap video things, like it would be really yeah. cool to be able to do that. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so so much, Jenna, for being on the show for us. Oh, we thank really... you so much for having me. Yeah, of course, we enjoyed having you. It was an awesome discussion. Uh, during the break, you guys definitely be sure to visit Jenna's website at jennarosesimon.com for more info about her awesome work. And definitely check out her Instagram page at A Gentle Touch of Art. I just checked it out right now earlier, and it is pretty awesome. So definitely check that out for more of her artwork. Also, check out her, our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be the Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for more information about our, our show. When we come back, we'll continue our inspiring conversation. Stay with us for more empowerment and entertainment on The Gift of Todd. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. 
That's expressyourselfteenradio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of talk. Joining us today is our very own Katie Lyons with her segment, Lion Roars. Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, so on Monday, I got my wisdom teeth out, and it's oh. been a bit of a struggle <laughs> because I haven't really been able to talk. But it's also been eye-opening because, I mean, I've been able to see what it would be like if I couldn't speak at all, which mm-hmm. I thought was super ironic because this, we- this week's topic is the gift of talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's incredible. But, you know, it's really, you see the importance of talking. Yeah, you've experienced yeah. for yourself. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, just from day-to-day life, like, not being able to, like, communicate with my parents. And, like, because I, I had a mouthful of gauze on Monday, I couldn't really, like, mm-hmm. tell them, like, like, I really need some painkillers. I had to, like, I, I don't know. I had to figure out, like, other ways to communicate. A whiteboard and marker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, um, as an athlete, I think talking and communication is one of the most important components of sports. And, I mean, I think it applies more to team sports and communication between teammates, but it's also super important for individual sports. And, um so for teams, talking in and out of the sport is important because you have to. It's really important for me to have like a really close team where everyone is friends and there are no cliques or groups within the team. And like talking and communication helps this because you get to know your teammates better and it improves like team chemistry. And so you'll play to get you'll pr- play together better as a team. And teams spend a lot of time together during practices and tournaments and like downtown in between games and so you really get to talk to your teammates a lot and you make a lot of close friends and so team chemistry really pays off um and you'll have a lot more fun with your team if you talk to them and you just make friends um because it'd be really hard to play with a group of people you don't know at all because uh you never talk to them and you don't really have that chemistry you don't really know their like tendencies or how they're going to play um, so in order to like improve team chemistry, you really have to talk to your teammates and like communicate during practices and games. Cause our water polo coaches always tell us they all will more like yell at us to talk during games. And like, you call for the ball, you call out plays and you always like, you're, you always have to say like, I got number six or so, um, you just have to communicate so that your team doesn't get confused and you all are on the same page. And that's why communication is super important. Because, like, if you didn't, like, call out what number player you got, then, like, your team would get confused. And then, like, two people would try to guard the same person Mm -hmm. and, like, another person would be, like, wide open. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you also, you just have to, like, communicate during games. You 
call out things you notice like they're gonna like run a play and then uh you have to be like aware of what's going on so communicating these things is probably one of the most important parts of sports because if players didn't communicate during games it'd just be a mess and everyone oh, yeah. would be playing for themselves and all their team mm-hmm. yeah you don't really know what's going yeah. on unless you're communicating exactly yeah, um, communication and talking is also important for, like, individual sports between coaches and athletes because coaches give feedback and they help you improve by talking to you and telling you what to do differently and how you can improve. And also they support you and motivate you and they give positive feedback and they, like, pump you up before your races or just games. And um, coaches are really important communicators on teams, like, during timeouts and, like, they, like, get everyone on the same page. And, like, I mean, in, like, professional football, they even have, like, the microphones so that mm-hmm. the players can oh, hear yeah. exactly what coaches are saying. Um, and my coaches, they've always said they can teach us what they know. Um, and, like, they talk to us about what they have to do and give feedback. But, like, ultimately, they can't, like, get in the pool and play the game for us. And so they're, like, their only power is, like, being able to talk to us and communicate about what we need to do. So that's why communication is so important. And then, yeah, so also um, emotional support is another thing you can get from talking. Like teammates and coaches are always good shoulders to lean on when you're, like, sad or angry after a tough, tough loss or, like, when you thought you didn't do too well. And you can, like, talk to your coaches because they're, like, older and they can share their own experiences to make you feel better because they've been through it all. And then teammates are your peers and they understand what you're going through because they're like your age and they might be going through something similar. Mm-hmm. And um, they can talk to you during like difficult times and just like get, help you through it. And a lot of the time it can really help to get things out by talking about them with someone and talking and communication are super important. And I think they're probably one of the most necessary and important things in sports, like whether it's during games and practices or outside of the sport altogether. Mm-hmm, definitely. And like, I, you know, I, I noticed you, what you said about how coaching, you know, that's the only power they have over you where they can tell you what to do and they can tell you how to improve. And actually, I, I had a personal experience with this where um, I, my coach on the swim team wasn't like talking to me about anything. He didn't come to my, you know, my lane before competitions. He didn't come after either. And, you know, effect, it affected me as like a person where I didn't feel like I was getting the support that I needed. And I wanted a coach to talk to me about what I was doing wrong and like my butterfly race or something, but he wasn't there. And yeah. so, you know, he was always on his smartphone during practice. And so oh was there goodness. a time, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> and so was there a time, Katie, when it really helped to just be able to actually talk with a coach for you? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, at our junior Olympics tournament, which was for water polo, which is uh, about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. we lost like a really like tough, important game during, um, during the tournament. And it like would have decided like between getting like first place and like, I think we ended up getting ninth because of that game. Oh, and okay. yeah, but, um, we, everybody was super upset after it and our coaches, they were really tough on us and they're like, yelling and uh and we lost in a shootout which is basically we tied and so um mm-hmm. and so a shootout is where like each team like you send out like five players then you and um they all shoot for each team and then whoever does better wins the game mm-hmm. and whoever makes more of the goals and so 
Um, I hadn't been shooting super well, and normally I shoot in shootouts, but I decided not to because I thought it would help my team. Mm-hmm. But um, we ended up losing the shootout, and so my coaches were really angry that I didn't shoot, and they were, like, yelling at me. But and but after, one of my coaches came out to me, and he said, like, you know, we, we're just, like, hard on you because we really care, and we know you can mm-hmm. do better. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can always talk to us, and, like, you don't have to be so hard on yourself and hold it all in. And so mm-hmm. it really helped to talk to him, and it just really took the weight off my shoulders. Oh, yeah. That's good. And it, yeah. that's really important to do, especially with... Um, athletes, uh, especially ones who are going for scholarships or something like that, you know, something really important where there's a lot of pressure, uh, and that's super important to be able to talk with your coaches or any sort of adult, really. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does, how does talking get you pumped up for the games? Well, um, just, we always have a team huddle before our games, and we, like, all get in our circle, and we talk about, like, what we need to do to win, and, like, our, what we want to do during the game, and, like, we have all, and we like say things to get each other pumped up. Like we got this, or like all these little inside jokes that like get yes. us super pumped up and ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always it's always great to kind of like really, you know, just I think the chanting really helps. I love like the team oh, yeah. cheers. And oh those yeah, are, team <laughs> cheers. They get us all ready. Yes, and so <laughs> you know, yeah, you mentioned like huddling in with your team and sharing all these inside jokes. So, like, why is it really important to just get to know your team and, like, everybody on it? Well, team chemistry is, like, I think it's the most important thing because it's really, really hard to play with people you don't know. Like, at the beginning, like, when you, like, join a new team, it's, like, really hard to play with them because you don't, like, know, like, how they're going to play. And also, like, like, after you... Like, when you play with people you don't know, you get really angry about, like, all the things they're not doing right. But, like, when you know them, you don't get as angry. And you'll, like, you'll give them, like, constructive criticism, not just criticism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, it's, like, team chemistry definitely helps you play together better. Yeah, yeah that's super important. Did you ever have to, you know, help a teammate, you know, just talk to them about, like, a problem or give them a pep talk or something? Um. Yeah, like, there's a player on our team who was, like, going through some really tough times, and so, and so, uh, like, our whole team, we just, like, talked to her, and we, like, made her feel better, and um, it she, like, really felt better after, and I know that, like, that's helped for me, too, like, when I've been struggling. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, good. that's really great that, like, you know, the team chemistry impacts you in, like, a lot of different aspects with your life where it's kind of it, it becomes like a support system right like yeah mm-hmm. yeah you definitely make really close friends through sports and do you ever like you know like you mentioned with junior olympics where it was you know the coaches are hard on you but it was good but do you ever find that you you know maybe don't want to talk after a tough loss well yeah after like really really like tough games and where like I'm like mad at myself like oh I can't believe I like played that badly or I didn't like do certain things I really like I don't want to talk to anyone but um like right after but then we always we always like have team meetings after the games and our coaches like go over everything and they talk about it and like what you could have done better like what you could have done differently and it really like makes you feel better because I mean they like it's not like they haven't been through similar things and they can talk about their own experiences like my coach she like she was in the Olympics and she, oh, wow. yeah, and like, and like the world championships and stuff for water polo. And so she told us like she lost a shootout for her team and like 
I, I've been in a similar situation. And so it really made me feel better because she lost the world championships that I just lost like a regular game. So, you know, talking is super important between teammates and, you know, you definitely create really great relationships with people on your team. But what if you have someone on your team, you know, who is shy, you know, how can, how can you help them with that? Well, um, you just really have to get to know them better and, like, help them open up. Like, you really have to be, like, friendly and outgoing and, like, include everyone because, like, teams, it's, like, really hard to be on teams where they're, like, really clicky because, like, it's not as fun. And, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's definitely easier to play with when you That's, know everyone and so you just have to get them to open up. Yeah. You know, especially for individual sports, you know, you don't have to worry about clicks or anything like that, you know, because you're... You with yourself. Um, yeah. One thing that I can think of, you know, is like um, snowboarding, you know, bike riding or yeah. running, you know, anything that's individual. How can talking help with something like that? Well, it still gets you like really pumped up. Like if your coaches or your friends are there, they can still get you like ready for your race. And like um, before all our races or like after I go talk to my coaches and they give you advice and feedback and like my coaches always get me pumped up before my races and they're like, you got this. You're like, go get them. And so it really helps to talk to them. Yeah. Get yeah. feedback. That's cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for this awesome segment. You know, it's definitely useful understanding that it's, it's important to talk to our coaches uh, or anybody in life, really. Um, sadly, we have no more time. And thanks to Star Style Productions. It's Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are in our Voice America Kids for Special Air Engineers. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be a talker, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go